This episode of Congratulations is brought to you by Blue Apron. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking, 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 not cooping, uh, incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Featured upcoming meals include crispy chicken tenders and mashed potatoes, pasta and creamy tomato sauce. Uh, so check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash congrats. That's blueapron.com slash congrats to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. This episode of Congratulations is also brought to you by the Cash App. You know the Cash App because you're a baby and you get it. This is sim- It's the simplest way to instantly send money to friends. It's also the number one app in finance. If you don't know, now you know. But it didn't get there on payments alone. These days, Cash App is changing how people interact with their money. It's adding features you can only get from a bank and more than a few that you can't, like the cash card, boosts, and Bitcoin. Download the Cash App for free on the App Store or Google Play Market. Crazy, 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 What's up? What's up, my babies? Dude, it's me. It's me, the cult leader, Chris D'Elia. And we're here with episode 86 on congratulations. Did we ever think we'd get to 86? We had an inkling, but we weren't sure. Uh, now, uh, I'm here live on my app. I'm going to be on my app for a little bit. Now, here's the deal, dude. I got these... Uh, got these. Uh, got, um, look what daddy's wearing, dude. The Grand Slam tee. And I got to tell you... It's a size too small, but it's the one I got, and it's the one I'm going to wear, and we're we're re-upping on those in the merch store, like, you know, any day now. So when you see this, oh, you want to serve fucking fresh piping hot Grand Slams, then you go and you get this fucking dude. I've been seeing people with these shirts that come out. I saw four people come out the other day in these shirts to, to my show. And uh, the scheduling conflict couldn't go feel really bad. But um, I never cancel. I hate canceling shows. Dude, I fucking hate it. I um, fucking hate it. But I don't ever do it. I've done it a few times. And it always makes me feel really bad. But uh, I'm here on my... Uh, uh, um, I'm here I'm here now for you, babies. Okay? I, wouldn't, I don't cancel the podcast. We've gone 86 fucking weeks in a row. What the fuck? Now, did one fire get me a shirt that's way too small? Yeah. Does it show off... My fucking muscles? Yeah. And is that okay? Yeah. Dude, it's like, you know, you got to sometimes see the fucking striations and you got to sometimes see the fucking cuts, dude. If you don't see the cuts, what are we doing it for? Now, I'm not doing it. I'm not the kind of guy that's like, yeah, I fucking work out. Well, I do work out for me. But a lot of people are like, I work out for me, you know, and you're like, no, you don't. Then why do you have lip injections? Why do you have fucking a fake butt? But for guys, we don't get fake butts, and normally we don't get lip injections. But there are a few guys at my gym who do have lip injections. Now, that is very weird to me, but it's all good. There was this guy at the gym the other day that was um, – um, so I was watching the guy, this guy work out, like in a non-creep way, you know? But I was watching him work out, and I was like, uh, I was like uh, oh, yeah, he's working out his – 
only his leg and his his legs and his trunk and he was fucking doing like steps up on the thing holding the 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 big bar and fucking lunging up and then only lunges and then working out his ass and he was doing it hard and i was like dude that guy's fucking rad he was killing it and he was doing it and he was like he wouldn't say the full number he would just be like and when he got to seven he would go like come on dude just say the whole number if you're going to do two syllables with it, you know? And uh, and I was like, damn, dude, why is he only working out his fucking legs and trunk? And then when he would walk away from the the weights, he had the most fucking sachet-ass move, movement. And I was like, oh, he's gay. That's why. Because gay guys, I didn't realize that gay guys probably work out their fucking trunk and legs like ladies, dude. Because it's all about that, uh, um, what do you call it? Um, the aesthetics. You know, it's all about the aesthetics. Now I'm a guy and personally I'm attracted to girls. And so it doesn't really matter what you look like as a guy, which is kind of weird. You got to look a little bit presentable. You got to have some cuts and some striations maybe, but it's okay if you have a little bit of a dad bod because girls love fucking Leonardo DiCaprio and I don't ever really know him to be fucking fit as shit. Maybe it's because he's rich as shit and real talented and not because of his body. Right? I don't know. All I know is I've never sent a dick pic in my life. In my whole life, I've never sent a dick pic. Never once sent a dick pic in my life. At one time, I heard an actress was bragging that I sent her a dick pic. And uh, somebody said to me, hey, man, you sent a girl a dick pic. She said you were sending dick pics and shit, like, with each other. You were sexting and, and sending, like, tits and dick pics and shit. She sent me, and I was like, dude, I don't even know that girl. Dude, the amount of shit I hear about, about me is are, are, is so insane. I'm like, what? Who is that? I didn't even know who it was. I had to look her up. And, uh, I mean, she was hot and stuff, but I was like, I never even met her in my life. I was like, are you sure she was talking about me? He said, yeah, man. He was saying you. Is it the comedian? He said, yeah. I was like, all right. I was like, there's another Chris D'Elia that has a fucking something to do with a university over in D.C. or something. And he's 57. You fucking, was it him? I'm like, nope. Anyway, that's what's up, dude. Lots of lies out there. You know what I mean? Lots of lies out there, man. If a girl ever asked me for a dick pic, I'd be like, no, nah, but I'll draw it. I'll draw it to size. And I would secretly draw it a little bit more veiny. Just so when she saw it eventually, she'd be like, oh. Okay. It's not as vain as I thought it was. Uh, if you're watching the fucking... By the way, the the new renovations has been going great, man. We got a lot of hits on the YouTube shits. And we got a new fucking design up here. We don't have a new design, but we have a new thing that we hung up. And it's a fucking CUDA to remind you motherfuckers where you came from, dude. We got a CUDA hanging up on the right side of my head. And it's probably le left side for you if you're looking, right? Yeah. Yeah, it would be the left side. So it's on the right side of my head. And before you fucking... Bitch-ass trolls are like, oh, hello, it's on the left side. No, it's not, dude. No, it's not. It's actually on the right side. Because I, if you think about sitting in this chair. Now, we fucking got you, dude, didn't we? You thought it was the left side, but it's the right side, dude. It's the fucking right side, dude. This kuda on the right side. The kuda's on the right side, dude. And this is to remind you motherfuckers where you came from, dude. This is how it is. Full circle. There's a kuda on the right. And we got the congratulations fucking cult sign right here.
by some girl named Catherine. I think it's on the back of it. Then she put her name and I didn't fucking look this past week, even though I said I would. So I could shout her out. But I think her name's Catherine. And dude, this is it. Full circle. Imagine a full circle going out like that. A full circle where we got the Cuda on the right. And then all the way over to the left, you see the fucking shit. You see the other side of it. But it's a full circle, man. And we're all up there or down here. And I'll tell you what, dude. This shirt's too goddamn small. And I'll tell you what even more. It's too hot in here. And it's a gray shirt. And it's going to show my fucking beads of sweat dripping down my fucking black diamond. It's going to show it under the fucking armpits. I don't know, man. I, what I do know is I've been fucking every time, you know, I, I, I follow World Star. After they posted my Eminem video, I was like, oh, that's cool. I started following them. And uh, World Star, first of all, World Star posts 900 times a day, which is fine because I guess they want it. They, they want the content. These people are following. They got 20 million followers. But also besides that, dude, I post on every time they, they post so much about Takashi 69 that guy and every time I um every time I I they post about Takashi 69 I fucking say man I talk about I say man that I always write man that chick is beautiful I always write like god she's she's really looking good lately like she took she took her like every I'll write I I write like oh man she cuz she got she got her teeth out she got her rainbow teeth out and I was like oh man she looks good still but I got to say, she looks good both ways, but she looks really sexy with the, like, the rainbow look, you know? And, and dude, the people who fucking light me up in the comments is hilarious. First of all, for some reason, this is the number one comment I get. Exactly this. You gay. <laughs> Just the you and then gay. Which is... And then some people are like, dude, my man, that's a guy, not a girl. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah. He had a shirt off his shirt off at the concert, and they were posting a video of his shirt off at the concert, and I was like, man, it's so it's so crazy that she's I forget what I put something like so oh, she's so crazy she's performing shirtless. And and people just under that you gay. You gay. Oh, I, this world is just amazing. You to see that comment and then to write you gay. Like, they're alerting me to something. First of all, not knowing that I'm making a joke. Second of all, not knowing, not thinking like, wow, this guy thinks a girl would just perform shirtless. Anyway, she's a fucking beautiful girl. Takashi 69 is a beautiful girl. Like, straight up. I'll tell you what, man. That girl's sexy. He's got long, beautiful rainbow hair, and she's got long, a really great... A, a really, she's got a really great sex appeal too and she's got 69 all over her body so you know she's down dude you know she's down to put her fucking face where your you know where your you know is and you know she's down I bet she's a good dancer um, but I will say though it's hilarious to get those you gay comments well, what the fuck is it all right, here we go. Um, I just, people on the internet are insane. Uh, and we know this, and that's not a premise that is new, but we know that. But anyway, you gay. Um, I was, 
I ran a f- I ran four miles the other day. All right, now that's cool. Now every time, sometimes I post that on Instagram on my story, and I'll I'll just put like how many like uh my, like miles I ran or like calories I I burned or whatever, and I'll post that on my story. And then first of all, people will be like, "Oh man, you talk shit about this in your last special," which is so wrong, and I didn't. Uh, all I did, what I was making fun of, are the people who are super inspirational on 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 instagram and me posting a picture of that is not that but people love to fucking be like oh the park calling the kettle black you know uh anyway i did that and then i was like so i run i can run like a fucking it, like straight shot like i can keep that under nine minute under a nine minute mile if i'm doing fucking four miles right and then i was like how what can i do how can i run like what's the fastest I could run a mile? And I it's around eight minutes. Like I do an eight I can do an eight minute mile, okay? And then I was like, what's the fastest mile ever ran? And it's recorded. And it's three minutes and forty three seconds. Okay. So I was like, how fast is that? Like when you're doing it, you know? Because when you watch the guy do it, you're like, okay, it, these guys are probably who knows how tall they are, but they're so lanky. And it just looks like they're just jogging, right? So I was like, I was like, I looked it up and then I fucking tried to hit it on the treadmill. Hey, man, I can't even get to that fast. Dude, these guys can do it for a mile. I can't even top speed it there. I can go, people are like, uh, there was a there was a thing on uh it was like i was like who what is like a really good fast mile that you can try and do and it's like a 5 minute mile that's fucking too fast you're sprinting the whole time and i got news for you i'm not kenyan i'm a fucking white guy from new jersey that's so fast a 5 minute mile and I was like, I was like, what kind of mile, like what kind of fast, like how fast is that? And I did it. And by the way, when I run, when I do my four miles, I do sprints too. And then I slow it down and then I do a sprint and then I slow it down. By the end of the fourth mile, my back and my abs were like, oh God, okay, we got to stop. My, it's not your legs, dude. My legs could keep going. I when I was done, I was like, dude, good thing I stopped. My back would have gave the fuck out, dude. Three minutes and forty-three seconds? That's insane. By the way, if I started running, like we know humans can run for miles and miles. Or for you know, for miles. Um if I was the first human and I ran four miles, I would be like, hey, everybody, just so you know, that's as much as you can run as a human. You, it's bad for the body if you go any longer than that. And everyone would be like, oh, okay. So all I'm saying is good thing I'm not the fucking first human, man. I would have fucking, we would have been a bunch of fat, lazy pieces of shits. I'd have been like, hey, four miles, that's a top speed, five minute mile. You can go about, you know, that's it. Any faster than that, your knees blow open and your back gives out. And you die. You die if you go faster than that. 
And Kenyans would be like, what are you talking about? Then we would have met a bunch of Kenyans, and it would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? And would be like, yeah, oh, you guys are going to die early. And then they just keep running, and they never stop. But that's fucking, I've been doing that. I've been going on these hikes, too, to try and fucking split it up, you know, and not just do these, not just do the running, because, you know, you got to fucking, you know, stay healthy a bunch of different ways. And also, if you work out other muscles, then you get going, and the running will be easier. And I do hikes. And I, I, dude, it is, there is this fucking trail we do that's just so hard. And I know sometimes I do this, the Runyon trail and people are like, nice dude, LA. Oh dude, it's hard. I don't give a fuck. When you say it's not hard, you're doing one of those fucking things that people do where it's like, you're just saying shit where you're like, just saying shit to sound cool. Where you're like, oh, pineapple doesn't belong on pizza uh, or fucking, you know. It's so hard. It's hard, and it and and I did it. And this is how hard it is, as a matter of fact. One t- last time, not last time, but one of the other hikes I did recently, I fucking woke up real nice, good early for me. It was about you know nine forty five a.m. That's real nice and early for me, just when the sun's peeking out over the horizon. Nine forty five a.m. and I uh, and I got up, didn't take a shower because I was going to sweat my balls off doing a hike, and it was hot as shit. Put on my shirt, put on my pants. Put on my fucking gear that I got from, by the way, let me give this company a shout out. It makes great workout gear. Um, ASRV. ASRV. Is that what it is? ASRV. Yep. They make the fucking best shit. I got my workout gear on from ASRV. I put my ASRV shorts on, my ASRV ASRV shirt on. And I went and I went on and I went down to the fucking coffee bean. I got a I got an iced black America uh, iced black americano, sucked that down, didn't put anything in my belly, and and I went on the hike, and it was tough, and I almost had to use my hands. That's how hard the hike is. Okay, and when I I was with my buddy Dan and with my buddy Mark, and I almost got to the top. And when I almost got to the top, my tummy went, and I thought, huh. That's interesting. Didn't eat anything. Just sucked down some coffee. Oh, by the way, I already went number two before the hike in my bathroom at home. Okay? As I'm running up almost to the top, I say to Dan and Mark, hey, man, it's a good thing I went number two already. Because when I get up to the... T- because because I, if I didn't, I would have for sure had to go on this hike. Tummy responds by going again, okay? Get all the way up to the top of the... Oh, I went also with my buddy Kevin Durant. Not Kevin Durant, the basketball player, the actor. That's fucking really good. Oh, no, Dan wasn't there. It was Kevin and Mark. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's My buddy Kevin's on the the strain. And uh, so get all the way to the top. My stomach is going... And I'm like, oh, what the fuck, dude? I know I don't have to go number two because I just went. So then we start to go downhill. And I say, ah, you guys, guess what? Think I got to fucking go number two here on this hike on the way down. And Kevin's like, really? And Mark's like, are you sure? Oh, seriously? Because he always says that because he's Irish. And that's all he says. Oh, seriously? And I walked down a few more steps. And I said, oh, guys, there's no stopping this. There's no way, there was no private area, so I pulled down my pants, and I went to number two right on that hike. And felt great immediately afterwards. It was probably like a four-second 
It all just came out. I went. And then I took my ASRV shirt. And that had to be how I cleaned up. So ASRV, I really loved that shirt. I wish I fucking still had it, but I don't. And then guess what? Went hiking again the next day. Shirt was still there. There's nothing I can do about that. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry for everyone that runs by and sees a fucking shitty ASRV shirt. But what am I going to do, dude? That's nature, baby. That's fucking, that's, that's humans in their natural habitat, my babies. That's it. That's how you remember that, that hike. Uh, by the way, I haven't talked to Kevin. That was our, oh, we got to catch up hike. I hadn't fucking seen him in, in fucking years. I was like, yeah, let's catch up. Cool. You want to do running? Yeah, I'm going to be in fucking LA. Cool. Cool. Let's hike up the hill. Oh, cool. No, excuse me one second. Let me just. Let me take my shirt off and just, there we go. Let me grab one end and fucking with one fist in front of my balls, one end with one fist and behind my balls, like and 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 clean my taint like a fucking like a like a jock portrayed in the 1980s show. Oh, so anyway, oh cool, that was cool. You were on the strain for three years and were able to buy a house because of it. And fucking wiped, wiped. I cleaned up with my fucking. Free a- ASRV shirt. So, by the way, I have a bunch of ASRV clothing still, and I'm going to wear that. I love that fucking company. And thank you for helping me, too, because you helped me. And thank God I was wearing a black shirt, too, not a white one, because then, you know. Anyway, if you're a tourist in L.A. and you're a fucking fan of mine, go fucking snap a photo of that. Mm. It's probably not there anymore. What a fucking awful, awful. I felt good afterwards, though. I was like, you know what? I'm close to nature. This is how it is. And I fucking, and then when we said bye, he was like, see, I was like, bro, I probably shouldn't touch you, but we should get out, you know, see you later. Then drove home and took a fucking great shower. And that's my story. Oh, it's fucking, that was the only time I ever did that, by the way, outside. Ever. That was the only time I ever went number two outside. And that's weird. We should all, we should all do that. Everyone should have to do that. You know, my buddy Kevin, he's like, oh, I grew up in the fucking woods in Canada. He's like, bro, sometimes you just, that's where you go, you know? I was like, wow, that's fucking amazing. My, and then Sasso told me, Will, Sasso, I told him the story, and he was like, that's what, I don't know if he was joking or not. I feel like he wasn't because this is so something you would do. He's like, that's why I always wear cargo shorts when I fucking hike, and I also bring a knife. So if I ever have to run into that problem, I just cut off one of the pockets and wipe my ass that way. <sighs> I was like, who are you, fucking dump MacGyver? Hey, who are you, fucking bowel movement MacGyver? Brings a knife. Hey, dude, I'm going to bring a knife on the hike. Oh, how come? In case I need to shit. So backwards. Doesn't make any sense. Why? What are you going to do? Stab your asshole after you shit? No, nope, cut off one of my cargo pockets. Cool, man. Hey, you're weird as fuck. All right, cool. Catch you later. Yeah, dude. And then I went and I took a shower and I went home and then I went to go get another coffee because that's how I do. I drink ice Americanos all fucking day long, dude. And you can't tell me nothing, dude. La, dude, I drink ice Americanos all day and you can't tell me nothing. That's to me what that fucking Kanye West song is about. Can't tell me nothing. Uh, So. Huh? 
And so I, yeah, so I went to, so I went to get another coffee. This is actually a fucking crazy day. So I went to go get the coffee and I sat down and I went to, um, I sat down. I was kidding. First of all, I walked into, did I talk about, hold on, did I talk about, no, okay. So I, I went to the fucking coffee bean or no, not coffee bean, a different coffee shop. And I drank a coffee and I was sitting there and all of a sudden I saw this big ass bodyguard and I was like, what the fuck? And this paparazzi and then all, and not, you know, outside. And I walked into the coffee shop and fucking Angelina Jolie was there. And I was like, how hilarious is it that she's in a coffee shop getting a coffee with her kids and there's a guy who just fucking shit on a hike with her in there. You know what I mean? Like as elegant as Angelina Jolie is and as elegant as she, she's the most elegant lady in the world and one of the most beautiful women in the world. And just like the way she was walking through, looking at the trinkets at the coffee shop too. I was just like, Oh, cool. She moves in slow motion. And here I am. Oh, by the way. Hey, Hey, Angelina, by the way, I just took a shit on the, on the, at Runyon outside. And she made, and we made eye contact for a second. And by the way, this is how I don't fucking, you know, you, you know, I live in Hollywood. I live in LA. I run into people all the time. I work with them all the time, like famous people. Dude, I, I made eye contact with her. I almost passed out and I was sitting down. That's how elegant and cool and her whole fucking thing is. Dude, it's so funny that then I, I was driving on my home. I was just thinking how funny it was that I went on a hike. And my my fucking buddy from the strain had to keep an eye out for me while I while I fucking went number two near a bush on a fucking highly populated hike in Hollywood, California. And then I and and then I went and then Angelina Jolie was there and she was had to be the fact that she had to be in a coffee shop with a guy that just fucking (laughs) took a number two on a hike. It just really brought her down a notch. You know what I mean? And she doesn't know, but that's who she is now. She's the go- girl who has to be in a coffee shop with a guy who just took a shit on a hike outside. Sorry. I, what am I going to say? You used to be the queen of Hollywood. You're not anymore because of that day. I ruined you. And I'm sorry. But, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles, man. Every now and then you just get, you got to, there's a, you know, there's a new Angelina Jolie. I don't know who it is now yet, but I can't wait to fucking shit on a hike again and have to go see the new one. Just bringing, bringing everybody down. Uh, I'll do the hours now. Hey, guys, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about me undies. Uh, you've heard me talk about MeUndies a million times, but why am I actually so obsessed with them? It's as simple as this. When I wake up in the morning all groggy, I actually get excited to go to my underwear drawer and pick out which undies I want to wear for the for the day. And I do do that. I did that this morning. I was like, oh, I'll wear the turquoise blue ones. And I got them on right now, as you can see, if you're looking at the video podcast. Um, and I like them. I, I like I like them because they're so comfortable. 
and uh, they use because they, they use this uh, thing called uh, they use a micromodal fabric, which is a full three times softer than regular cotton. You honestly have to try them on to believe it. I know it sounds like I'm being silly, but it's really true. It's unbelievable how comfortable they are. I couldn't believe how soft these things were. It's exact fabric you want down there in that area, uh, and they have a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. If you don't love them, which you will. Uh, send them back for a full refund. Uh, and members gain access to exclusive prints that no one else can get. It's very cool. I have a few of them. Uh, they get special member pricing on every product MeUndies makes. And switch up your sc- styles or skip any month you want. To get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash congrats. That's MeUndies.com slash congrats. Blue Apron. Uh, Blue Apron de- delivers farm fresh ingredients and step by step recipes to your door. Um, I've probably been eat- I eat Blue Apron a few times a week, and every time I do, I feel good about myself. They give you enough that keeps you uh, full, and you know I-, I feel like it doesn't. Sometimes you-, you you eat food and you're like, oh, why did I eat that? I feel bad. This is like really good food that makes you feel good about eating it. Uh, you choose chef-designed recipes. Uh, they deliver fresh, seasonally-inspired ingredients. Uh, and you cook incredible meals in as little as 20 minutes. It takes no time. Uh, dinner is in as little as 20 minutes. Uh, let Blue Apron do the meal prep for you making back to school easier than ever. 20 minutes. Uh, Quick and easy recipe options with insanely delicious flavors. I'm telling you, I've never had a bad meal. I'm telling you, I've done this for months. I've never had a bad meal from Blue Apron. It's all really great. Uh, Whether you're looking for a quick and easy meal or for full culinary cooking experience with your family even, Blue Apron lets you choose from a range of recipe options. Uh, So check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash congrats. That's blueapron.com slash congrats to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Square Cash, the cash app. You know the cash app. Uh, It's the simplest way to instantly send money to friends. It's also the number one app in finance. The cash card is free, customizable debit card that you can use at stores or ATMs. It's linked to your cash app balance as if it were a checking account. It even lets you direct deposit your paycheck. Uh, You're looking for an alternative to traditional banking. You're not alone. Millions of Americans have already started using the cash card. Uh, Cash app is also the most convenient and inexpensive way to buy, sell, and withdraw Bitcoin. Uh, You feeling trendy? Get into that Bitcoin thing, man, and use cash app. 20 years ago, something like cash app... Would have been hard to imagine, and now it's hard to imagine anything else. Uh, so there's never been a rewards program like Boosts. Get instant discounts every time, every single time you swipe your cash card at coffee shops, Chipotle, Shake Shack, and beyond. Just tap a Boost in the app and pay with your cash card. Uh, of course, when you download the Cash App and enter rewards code, congrats, $5 goes to you and $5 goes to Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. Download the Cash App for free on the App Store or Google Play Market. This internet, dude, it's still not coming up. We got to fix it, dude. One fire. No, it doesn't work. I'm he's like it works for me. I'm putting up pulling up uh, tried to pull up you can't tell me nothing for fucking t- t- 10 minutes now. All I want to do is fucking ya da 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 and talk about how I get ice americanos. Dude, I love that you guys are chilling with me, man, listening to me. Bullshit. It really makes my day. And you guys are true babies. You really are. You really are true babies. And my internet doesn't work. And one fire is my enemy right now. 
but you guys are fucking my true babies. And sometimes you're closer to me than fucking than one fire is, and I've known him. Uh, I did a, I, I so I did a, I, I went to go visit. So I was in, I did a show with my my Irish buddy at the Laugh Factory. I do shows with him sometimes on Friday at the Laugh Factory when I'm in town. He also DJs, okay, at this place called The Den in Hollywood. It's a cool place. It would probably be cooler if I was a frat guy. It would probably be cooler if I said stuff like, oh, classic, or talked about how good fucking guacamole was. You know what I'm talking about? Probably be a lot cooler if I had a black light. And tried to lure girls into my room by saying, hey, have you ever seen a black light? But I don't go out a lot. But my buddy was DJing. And I was going to go pick him up because we were going to go eat afterwards. And it was like 1.15 a.m. And I got to the uh, place. And I walked quickly through the crowd so nobody would fucking stop me and be like, whoa, dude. And I walked in, I went into the booth with him, which is closed off. And we were laughing because first of all, I was out. And second of all, he's a DJ and it's funny to me because I don't know why he's good at being a DJ and why he even knows how to do all that shit because he's a comedian. All right. But you know what? You get paid where you fucking get paid, right? You're just trying to fucking, he's just trying to eat like the rest of us. So... So we're doing it and I'm standing there and people are like coming up to m m me like to, what are you doing here? You know, you take, can I take a picture? Stuff like that. Hey man, I'm a big fan. Oh really? Thanks. No, seriously. Oh, cool. Oh yeah. No, but for real though, because when I started listening to you, oh yeah. Yeah. So I just want to let you know, like I really am a big fan. Hey man, I believe you. Stop saying that. Okay. So between that. And between people coming up to him and saying, hey, man, can you play this song? Can you play that song? Um, and trying to put their and putting the, uh, this guy would kept putting the drink on the table. And, he, and my buddy Mark was like, hey, man, you can't put that on there. You have to you have to have it away from the equipment. Uh, and he'd be like, no, 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 no. That's all he said. And he wouldn't do it. And my buddy was like, dude, he was like pushing the drink he's like you have to keep it off and the guy would go no 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 and just keep the drink over the equipment and we were laughing so hard at what a fucking dunce this asshole was um cuz he recognized me too and he was like trying to say something about like man you're funny or something and uh we were laughing so hard and then Mark was telling me about these times where like one time this girl was like can you play this song again and he was like no i just played it and she goes and spilled her drink on his equipment now let me tell you something man you guys know me if you listen to this podcast i've done the fucking thing where i was an open micer for a long time and you get treated like shit and you know you get treated like shit in the beginning of any kind of profession whatever you're doing okay if i was a dj if i right now I've been doing stand-up almost for 12 years, okay? If I was a DJ for as long as I have been a comedian, 
I would have already killed someone. And I mean that, I would have fucking killed someone. The way people treat a DJ coming up, dude, I, I would have been in I don't know how many fights, and I would have killed someone. I, I actually think I would be in jail right now for killing someone who came up to the DJ booth. Now, I'm not talking about chain smokers shit. I'm not talking about Diplo. I'm not talking about marshmallow or fucking whatever kind of a sm- m- mouse head, whatever the fuck mouse head guy is. Dead mouse. Dead mouse five. Six lakh. Um, but I would have. I would have, it would have been the kind of snap too, where a guy would have been like, hey man, and put his drink, it would have been the drink thing. That would have drum. hey man, you got to keep the drink off the thing. Oh, okay. You know, I can't lean on the table. Oh, okay. Baby, can't lean. You're leaning on the thing. Okay. This is how I would have snapped. Okay, dude. One second. Let me play a real long song. I'm playing that fucking meatloaf song. I will do anything for love, but I won't do that. That's like a 12-minute goddamn song. Or I'd play November Rain from Guns N' Roses because it's 11 minutes. It's too long. And I would step out of the DJ booth, put my fucking dukes up like, like, like a fighting Irish. And I would fucking I, and I would fight that guy, mark my words, till one of us was dead. And if I was dead, cool. I don't have to deal with those bullshit motherfuckers anymore. But if he was dead, I'd have to go to prison. And people would be like, what are you in here for? And I would be like, well, I'm a DJ. And and too many people were coming up to the booth. And I killed somebody because of it. That's what would have happened, dude. I, I can't believe the fucking shit. Uh Dude, we were laughing so hard because Mark was saying that people like multiple times have come up and like just been like filming him and like giving him the finger. Dude, imagine that. Imagine people just coming up doing that. How? Dude, I would have I would grab the phone and I would stick it in my asshole and then I'd give it back to you. There you go. Make a shitty call. Dude, I, 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 if somebody imagine, this is something you see on the video podcast, but he was like, they were, they would come up and put him on like his story like this and be, and just <laughs> bro, like the disrespect that humans have is unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable, man. So great. I fucking would. It's actually, oh, man, we were crying back there because of the way people get treated. Crying laughing. Oh, wow. I don't know. I'm going to go to fucking Toronto and London, Ontario, and Ottawa for some shows this weekend. They're all sold out. I think there might be a few tickets left for Toronto. What? I don't understand what's up. Every fucking show I do, by the way, every, every time... Somebody tweets me, hey, man, you're sold out. No, somebody hit me. Hey, you're so- sorry, you're sold out in Austin. Is there anything to do? The gig in Austin is on like December 28th, and it's not sold out. There's like hundreds of tickets left because it's in fucking nine months. And 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 then and I'm like, it's not sold out. And then she writes back, yeah, but well, then Ticketfly doesn't want me to come see you. And, and then I go as a customer to my own website, and I go check Ticketfly, and I'm able to get tickets. The fucking slam I did, the grand slam I did to the lady, Kat, at 
Young Money Cat, I moved all the way to Portland to see you in October, and now it's sold out. Explain yourself. And I write back, explain why 2,000 people bought tickets before you. Explain why fucking two... I don't mean to get gully, but I have to get gully. If you're going to get gully... If you're unknowingly getting fucking gully, then sorry, but I got to get fucking gully on you. You're trying to fucking be like cute with the, oh, I moved to Portland. Oh, and now I can't get a ticket. What gives? Dude, I got to get gully. Let me just count to 2,000. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Bring. How long would that take to fucking count to two thousand? That's as many people. Think about all the time it took for all those people to fucking go online, purchase tickets, dude. And you're forcing me to fucking get golly. I'm Mr. Gutter, dude. Yo, am I fucking it? Am I the clown from it? Cause you just fucking put me in the gutter. I'll get gully, dude. Hey, Chris, you're sold out. How come I can't get tickets? Oh, you can. Well, I guess Ticketfly doesn't want me to... Excuse me a second. That's fucking $12.95 for your goddamn All-American Slam, dude. This is how we do it. Also, you know what else I don't like is when somebody's like, how come you only respond to haters? That's not true at all. It's not true at all. I respond to people who love too. But you see the hater shit because that's what people fucking like and look at. And I don't mean to... By the way, whoops. I subtly... Subtle. Dude, how about when fucking Sticky Fingers is like, hurry up and give me the microphone before I bust in my pants. Hey, what? What? You're going to come if somebody doesn't give you the microphone? You got probs. Hurry up and give me the microphone before I bust up my, in my pants. Oh, okay. Well, no, actually, you know what? Let's see what happens. That would be me if I was in fucking Onyx. No, you know what? Sticky Fingers... Let's see what happens. Dude, Sticky Fingers was ripped, too. Sticky Fingers is... Look at Sticky Fingers, dude. Dude, Sticky Fingers, you know? The name. That's hilarious. I want to fucking do a movie with Sticky Fingers. Just me and him. And I want to do a... (laughs) A movie with me and him, and I want to play a fucking... I mean, dude, what is that? That's from Blade? Is he in Blade? Dude, there's these pictures on online of sticky fingers with fucking swords and guns, and it's really weird. It's got to be from Blade. What, what, is, what the fuck is he wearing? We got to show these. Hurry up and give me the microphone before I bust in my pants. Okay. Now, let's just... Let's see him. I want to see him come on stage if we don't give him, if we don't pass him the mic. Um, Onyx is heavyweight and still undisputed. What happened to Onyx? They need to do a, a where are they now on Onyx. 
They need to do a VH1. Where are they now? And then we need to fucking interview all the ca- all the guys. And then they, when they cut back to and then when they cut to Sticky Fingers, or no, one of the it, actually they shouldn't interview Sticky Fingers. They should interview one of the other guys, and they should be like, "So what happened? How what you know? You're not a group anymore." And they'd be like, "Well, you know what, man? We was uh, in doing this show in Baltimore, and it was going pretty fly." And somebody done fucked up, and they didn't pass the microphone to Sticky Fingers in time. And you know how that go. He busted his pants. He just started coming and stuff. And then it was really weird because, like, people thought it was, like, odd that he was all being, you know, sexual and full of cum on stage. And even though he was wearing all black because that's all he ever wears, you could still kind of see the cum. And so anyway, uh, ever since then, it just was kind of weird. And then it cuts to Sticky Fingers, and they're like, so was what fucking that other guy said correct? And he was like, yeah, you know, I was on stage, and I was just, like, waiting for the microphone. It was my turn, and I was like, you know, they didn't pass it over, and I just started coming, man. I busted. I busted in my pants like I said I would, you know? And ever since then, you know? And then that's it. Man, VH1, where are they now? To Imagine being an artist and, and being like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Where are they now? You know what I'm talking about? Like hitting it. Having the fucking few singles or one or two or three singles that just fucking people worship and then just like 12 years later, VH, it's like your phone's not ringing and all of a sudden, and you're like, what the fuck? And you get, hello? Hey, what's up? It's your agent for some reason. Uh, you have one. And uh, we uh, VH1 wants to do a where are they now on you? How much of a fuck you from the universe is that? And then to not only that, but you you swallow it and you're like, okay. And then the VH1 guy, you're sitting there like, so where the fuck you been, man? And you got to talk about, oh, I do real estate now. <laughs> I do real estate in Long, in, in, in Long Island. Oh, okay. Drummer from the Goo Goo Dolls. I mean, not that they, I mean, they're richer than shit, but I, I've not, I don't have a better example. Okay, guy from The Pretenders. I guess he's walking fucking 500 miles for real now. Um, Dude, my brother loved that song. And I will walk 500 miles and I will walk 500 more. Guess why I don't like that lyric? Guess why I don't like that lyric? Your, your true babies would know. Because that's a thousand goddamn miles. And just sing that. I will walk 1,000 miles. And that's how many miles I'll walk. I would like the song if it was that. But don't fucking add. You're, you're, you're making the song longer than it needs to be. You, that's a thousand miles, you fucking asshole. Also, are, I'm assuming this song's about love, right? So he's like, okay, I'll walk 500 miles. And then when he gets there, he'll be like, okay, I'll do 500 more for you, which is like some bitch shit, dude. Walk a fucking, know how long you'll walk for your love. Don't get halfway and then be like, all right, I'll walk 500 more. 
you fucking bitch. You love her or not? I will walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more just to be the man who walked a thousand miles to fall down at your door. Nope. Fuck that. If I was a girl and he was trying to get in my pants, I would be like, hey, man, figure out. You should you, you should have figured it out beforehand, man. You're bad at you're bad at fucking knowing how many miles you'd run or walk for me. I used to know a guy who I who um nine eleven happened and he wanted to for charity walk walk from L A to New York and. And he and he came to me and he was like, "Will you help me?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he was like, "Well, I want to I want to film something and send it to like the Tonight Show and like Good Day LA and all these places, you know, hopefully get some press on it. And I'm just gonna walk from LA to New York." And I was like, "What?" He's like, yeah, I'm going to carry the flag. He was going to carry the flag. That's That was the thing for America. Now, I couldn't believe that he was going to do that. Okay. Now, I don't know when to tell you this part because this is the best part. I'm going to wait to tell you this part. But um, the uh, So he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I was like, when are you going to do it? And he said, next week. And I was like, but you don't work out. And he was like, I could do it. I feel if I run 100 miles a day, I'll do it. And I was like, you don't run any miles a day. He was like, yeah, but I'm young. I'm in shape. That's how he sounded. And and he looked just like Tom Cruise, too, which is the best part. And he was like, uh, and he, he was, so I filmed this thing, this poem that he wanted to do. And the poem was basically just like, I'm young and I'm old. I'm fast and I'm slow. I'm fucking tall. And I, it's just whatever he would say, then say the opposite. And there was an American flag in the background. I mean, it literally looked like a fucking terrorist video. And then he had me drop. Oh, and then the night before he went, I was going to drop him off at the beach. This is fucking hilarious. I was going to drop him off at the beach. And and um, the night before, he was eating Carl's Jr. He was eating a fucking Carl's Jr. burger and fries. And I was like, hey, dude, uh, you shouldn't eat that if you're going to walk 3,000 miles tomorrow. Hey, you shouldn't eat that if you're going to carry a backpack and an American flag 3,000 miles in eight hours. And he was like, ah, it's fine. The next day came. We mailed, the, mailed those tapes out to The Tonight Show. They were VHS by then, by the way. It was, you know, way earlier before the fucking cell phones got all high-tech and smartphones and shit. And then uh, I went, and we were driving him to the beach, and he had his American flag and a, a shirt that said freedom on it that he drew, made him look more like a fucking goddamn terrorist, and a backpack. And he was like, ah, we st- at the, where the 110 and the 10 connected, he was like, Ah, we don't have to go all the way to the beach. Just drop me off here. And I said, on the freeway? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right. I fucking pulled over. 
He got out of my car with his backpack full of waters and a shirt that said freedom on and an American flag and fucking started walking east on the freeway. And as I drove away, I watched him and I was, oh, and here's the part I was saving. He's Canadian. He's Canadian. He is not American. He was like, I got to do this for America. Okay. Now, the end of the day, he called me. And he was like, I was like, hey, man. Say, hey, dude, went pretty well. I was like, where are you? And he said, Arcadia? (laughs) Place called Arcadia? Dude, he walked to Arcadia the, the first day. It's like fucking 35 miles away. And I was like, oh, well, that's not a, uh, it's short for a hundred miles, sort of a hundred miles, right? You're going to do that a day? And he was like, yeah, but, you know, I don't know. It's first day. So then I didn't talk to him for a bit. I have joked. I was like, you want me to come see you? I'll be there in 20 minutes. And then um, I don't know. The, the next day, I think like very early on, okay, I can't believe this is what he wanted to do, but he got a, he got a, he like two or three days in, he, he found a bike and started cycling and then the bike broke, obviously. (laughs) I don't even think he got out of California and then, and then he started hitchhiking and he hitchhiked and he got to New York in two weeks from hitchhiking. Imagine picking up a guy who wrote freedom on his shirt, holding an American flag Oh God! What what the fuck did his parents think? Anyway, he got it, and then and then, uh, ye, like a year later, yeah, it was a year later on the on the anniversary. Like somebody got so much credit for like biking from L.A. to New York, and it wasn't him. Dude, it was so funny, man. I don't want to say his name because you guys are fucking bombard him, but goddamn, he was so it was so funny. Dude, I would tell that story to my parents every time we got together. They would be crying. It took him fucking two weeks, and he hitchhiked, and he didn't he didn't run a mile, hundred miles a day. He ran the most he ever ran was the first day he went to Arcadia. God, that guy was funny, man. I don't. I haven't talked to him in ten years. Looked just like Tom Cruise. Everyone would be like, "Are you Tom Cruise?" And he, by the way, he was 6'2". And he'd be like, I'm way taller. Um, people would get pictures with him and shit. Fuck. People are so fucked and so weird, you know? I remember when he got to New York, he took the flag that he brought and he gave it to one of the fire... I mean, you know, fucking great intentions and a great means well, you know? Gave gave the flag to the fire department and told him about the, his travels. And then, God, that guy has stories, though. You know, 
Guys like that have stories. I don't do shit like that, and I don't really have many stories. My stories are about those guys, you know? I can't believe I, 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 lived, I was living in Burbank, and he was staying with me. Fucking Burbank, dude. I, I, if, if somebody asked me to do that now, I would be like, are you fucking? No. Get someone out. Take an Uber, dude. There's no way I'm dropping you off to your certain death. He said once he, he was in like a desert walking his bike and this big ass tarantula fucking walked by like i just what no way dude there was a fucking brown recluse in my house the other day and i fucking i had to kill it with my new shoes by the way these ones these gucci ones and i fucking was like dude i didn't even try them on yet and i was gonna i was gonna kill the spider with them and i was like this is gonna be i hope they fit and i did it dude spiders are so scary to me I used to have an ex that would just pick them up and take them outside. Like, yo, what? Like it was a fucking suitcase. But it's a spider. What's up, Kuda? What's up? What's up, Kuda over on my right side? Um, Yeah, I don't know. You got questions here? Here we go. Going to one fire and Ivan get rid of for the questions. Oh, here we go. So many of you guys ask me questions like this. It's so funny. Like, Rob, at the start man, the stant man, well, zoom it in, obviously, one fire. Uh, What do you think of people who say Joe instead of coffee? I mean, you just, you don't have, you probably, if you say Joe instead of, I would say, if you say Joe instead of coffee, there's a, a high percentage of those people, a high percentage, and I'm talking about 85%, probably don't have a personality. You think just saying cute things is going to be who you are. See ya. Turn around. Uh, do your parents, Derek Hoefling, do your parents at the shower? Oh, wow. That's the worst fucking, that is actually the worst handle I've ever seen in my life. You, you were definitely in a frat. The shower. Do your parents ever call you Christopher? Do you serve them up some Grand Slams when they do? Uh, No. Well, first of all, that's my name. Second of all, yeah, they call me Christopher sometimes. Uh, My mom, I'd say half the time, calls me Matt first. No, she calls me Matt first more than she calls me Chris first. Matt's my brother. And she calls Matt Chris first more than she calls him Matt first. It's crazy. She'll be like, Matthew, Chris. Matt, uh, Christopher, Chris, uh, Matthew, who are you? She'll go, uh, who are you? Matthew. It's fucking really weird. I wonder if other families do that. Let me know for sure. Oh, they're both. I'm going to get rid of and one fire are doing that, doing the shaking their head. Yes. Yeah. All right. Next. What's that? No. Jack, Jake Feinbaum. What do you think about people who call dogs doggos? That actually doesn't bother me. I don't know why. I don't know why it doesn't bother me, but that one doesn't bother me. Doggos, look at the doggo. Yeah, I don't know why that doesn't bother me. I think it's because of those accounts, like those fucking, the, the doggo language. That shit kills me. Like, hey, friend, hey, friend, looking for a boop or some chimkin nuggets. That shit kills me, dude. I don't know why I think that's so funny, but it is. Because it's probably because it's make. it seems like it's making fun of things like that. Doggos, to me... Seems like that language is making fun of internet talk. You know what I'm saying? It seems like it's less serious than somebody being like, 
you know, uh, uh, some other kind of fucking FML or whatever, even though, whatever. FML isn't so bad. Uh, what is your favorite memory at the comedy store? Jordan, at Jordan's Vegan. That's a good question. Wow. I have a lot. I have a lot. Um, I have a, uh, I have a lot. Um, okay. My, I think I've told this on the podcast before, but if not, I'll do it again. I have two that come to mind. One is I was at the Laugh Factory one night. Now, I know that's not the comedy show, but this is how the story starts. And I was doing crowd work with a bunch of guys who happened to be from Saskatchewan, Canada. And I was making fun of them. And this is when I was coming up, right? This is not when I was on TV and shit like that. I think I had been in some, I had been in some, some stuff, but, uh, they were there. They didn't know who I was and I was clowning on them and they were laughing and everyone was, we were having a good time in the audience, whatever. Okay. Then the next night I went to the comedy store and it was late at night. I was still doing those late night spots. There were about, you know, maybe 20 people there. And I, and it's way, really dark at the comedy store. That those of you that have never been, the Laugh Factory is like this really bright, hi, how you doing place. And this comedy store is this, the comedy store is this dark, you know, dungeonous kind of place. That's fucking awesome. Okay. So it feels like kind of dangerous in a way, you know, like a strip club in a something like that. So I start doing crowd work because it's late at night and it's, um, and it, you know, material isn't really working because it's late at night and people have been there for hours. So I start doing crowd work to people. I start doing crowd work to these guys and I'm making fun of them and they're laughing and we're all laughing. And then I say, you know, this, this goes on for minutes. And then I say, where the fuck are you guys from? And they say, Saskatchewan. And I said, really? That's so fucking weird. Last night there were these guys from Saskatchewan that I was clowning and, and you guys are from Saskatchewan and they say, yeah, we were, we were those guys. And so now I start laughing. I was like, why the fuck are you here again? Did you not know I was going to be here? And they were like, no, we knew we, we, we liked you. So he came back again. And so that felt really good. And then also, so I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to do all the shit that I did about Saskatchewan last night and started doing the same quote unquote crowd work to them. And they were in on the joke, but nobody else was, but they were laughing because it was still like the first time they heard these jokes about them. And so I was doing like the same thing that I did the night before with them versus to them, which I did the first night. And I start, I was laughing so hard because of it that I think I was laughing. So but just, it just, it made me realize um, how special like stand-up comedy could be and how cool it was because it was not an, a, a, a thing that was going to happen again in my lifetime or my career because it was just two by chance. And now it's certainly not going to happen because people you know, that come to my show, they're going to know who I am. But they discovered me that night at the Laugh Factory and then came the next night at the Comedy Store. And then the fact that we just redid this shit again for the audience there was just really fun and cool and special. And I always think of that. Uh, those guys made my life fucking better in a way. And then there was another night that I'll never for, that I'll never forget. There were so many nights I'll never forget at the Comedy Store, by the way. So these are just two that come to mind. Brody Stevens, who is a comedian, is one of my favorite comedians. If you don't know his stuff, you got to look at him. Furthermore, if you're in L.A., you have to go see him. He's really great live. But he's also great just if you look up clips. Uh, Brody Stevens is his name. Stephen Brody Stevens for some fucking reason. He's got two Stevens in his name. 
and he's this comedian that goes on stage and he really like he'll do jokes but then in the middle he'll be like you know I've worked for this spot. I park for free and shit like that. He's just hilarious and silly. And one time on New Year's, the New Year's crowds are always weird. And he was going on uh, and he was going to be the guy who went on at the at the comedy store when the ball dropped. He was going to bring in the New Year. And he was like, and it, the crowd wasn't really receptive to him. And he said, you guys have to laugh. I'll ruin your New Year's. Just like this kind of guy. And he's really funny. Anyway, the comedy store spots are 15 minutes each. So he went on, and he at this time, he was going on late. Like, he would go on at, like, fucking... It was, like, probably 12, 15 or something. So he was going on, and there were about 12 people in the audience, okay? And he went on, and he was bombing because there were 12 people in the audience, and he was just being weird and whatever. By the end of the 15 minutes, he was... uh there are more people came into the showroom. Like people wanted to come in from outside and just be like, Oh, the comedy store, let's catch a show. He started doing really well, but this guy came in, in the middle of the act and was drunk and Brody started making fun of him and he started killing. He started murdering. Right. And now there were like 35 people there. And now all the comedians were watching and Brody really started murdering. And in my head, I was like, this is one of the best sets I've ever seen so far. Okay. So it came time for Brody to bring up the next comedian, who was Rusty Dooley. I don't know if you know who he is. And Rusty was there, but Brody was killing so hard that when Brody was like, that's my time, everyone was like, no, 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 stay. So Rusty from the back of the room was like, uh, look, just you know what? You're killing. Just fucking do my spot, too. There's no reason for me to come up there. Everyone loves you. Why not? Fucking have your have another set. Do another 15 minutes. Fuck it. So everyone was like, yeah, do it, do it. And Brody is like, oh, only if it's okay with you, Rusty. And Rusty's like, yeah, as long as I get paid my fucking $15, I don't give a shit. And Brody's like, all right, fuck it. I'll do another set. And everyone's like, yeah. So Brody starts doing this next set. Now, Rusty Dooley's set. Now he's on stage for, for 15 more minutes. So this is 30 minutes. He starts, more people come in the room because of this. You know, people are like, hey, he's doing, he's doing Rusty's set now, too. Rusty gave him time. Really? Yeah, he's killing. Went on stage. So now the room is getting full. It's like half full. And Brody is, now because there's more people in it, he is lighting this place up. It is, the whole room is completely turned around. And he's killing even harder. And I'm thinking, this is even the be a better set than I just seen. Right? So he's murdering. So now 30 seconds goes by. Now this guy, he's built a rapport with this drunk guy. He's still there. The guy's becoming kind of part of the set. Other people are involved, laughing at the guy, laughing with Brody. Yeah, laughing with Brody. And then the next person on, because Brody's like, okay, guys, I did two sets. Now I've got to go. i got to bring up the next comedian. I don't remember the name of the next comedian. She was this comedian that, used to come to the comedy store, did late night spots, and she, she I haven't seen her in years. Ah, fucking her name, is, her name escapes me. But she says, Brody, look, just do my spot too. You're fucking killing. There's no reason for me to do it. As long as I can get my $15, I don't give a shit. And he's like, no, it's not fair. Comedians work hard. You all earn this spot. And she's like, I don't give a shit. Go. And everyone's like, literally like, come on, Brody, come on. 
And then Brody's like, no, 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 I'm not. I got to get off stage. It's not fair. I want to let her do her spot. So he goes to leave the stage, and everyone in the room is like, no, stay, don't leave. Like, comics. And comics and and people and the drunk guy's like, don't fucking leave. Like, yelling, right? And I'm thinking, how the fuck is this girl going to follow this guy, right? So, you know, so... As he steps off stage, he stops like he's thinking about it, you know? It's like WWF or WCW, whatever the fuck, and he's just thinking about it. And then what always happens is when Brody took the stage, he used to play this song by Paramore. I don't know what it was. It was some fucking guitar. It was like the fucking Back in Black song that I play, like something like that, like whatever their big, big, big fucking hit was. And as he's thinking it over, the music guy hits that song, right? So that fucking song comes on and starts fucking, you know, whatever that beat is, everyone's screaming and that beat happens. And then Brody hears the song and pivots and grabs the microphone and says, you know what? Dreams do come true. And, and he's like, I'm staying. And everyone is on their feet just going fucking, yeah. And he does another 15 minutes and I shit you not destroys even harder than he was. This is three sets. Now he did 45 minutes and I sat and watched the whole fucking thing. And it was so fucking funny. And I remember in that night, I, I, I was, I was the comedian who wasn't on TV, who was just at the comedy store. And I, by the way, still feel fortunate that I'm there and I'm, I still feel lucky to be there. But in that moment, I was like, wow, this place, I am so fucking lucky I just get to even just be in there, let alone go on stage late at night. It was fucking so awesome. And it was like, I hate when people say shit like this, but it really felt like the only, the the only place this could happen is the comedy store. Like other other stand-up, other comedy clubs, they just don't have that kind of a thing about them and ever since then you know stuff like that has happened like you know i've seen i've seen guys go on late at night and just dick around and that kind of special thing happened but that to me you know now also i'm not there late at night really too much anymore because i do you know earlier spots uh and and all that and so uh, you know i always uh, every time i am there late at night if i if i like if i go eat and then walk back or something i see those you know the 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 one a.m. spot with like uh, Don Barris or whatever the fuck or I don't know if Brody still is there late at night, but like I see them talking on stage, sitting down to like six people in the audience, and I always have those fucking memories of when I was coming up, either doing those spots or you know just having done them those spots and sitting in the back of the room watching shit like what happened with Brody. That those two memories, the Saskatchewan thing. And that thing with Brody doing 45 minutes are two memories that I think of often that are two of my favorite memories at the comedy store. Good question. And uh, those were some uh, loaded answers, too. Um, so I guess that's good. I mean, we're, you know, we're probably good on, on episode 86. But thanks for listening. Uh, uh, Blue Apron, check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash congrats. And don't forget, download the Cash App for free on the App Store or Google Play Market. Enter rewards code CONGRATS, get $5, and give $5 to Time's Up. 
Uh, you guys are the shit. Thanks for listening always. And thanks for helping me get these fucking wood planks to build this log cabin, dude. And remember, everyone has a little bit of CUDA in them. That's why we got this CUDA up here, right here on the wall. But you got to fight that CUDA. You got to fight that inner CUDA as much as you can, man. Uh, follow the leader. Come see me. Get tickets. Follow the leader. Buy tickets at crystalia.com. I got a bunch of places coming up. Fresno, New York, Portland, uh, San Antonio, Boston, Miami, West Palm Beach, Florida, Atlanta, Los Angeles, uh, San Francisco. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel and watch us on YouTube. Get a look at that new fucking renovation of the studios. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review the show, please. We're getting more hits and views than ever. So uh, we really love that. We want to build this fucking thing and build this cult so this cult can end up taking over, man. Uh, and you can get, there's new merch coming soon. Uh, not new merch, but uh, there's, uh, we're restocking these fucking Grand Slam tees. You guys are the shit. Thanks very much. Uh, sayonara, my babies. Congratulations! 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 Congratul